I have this thing about allowing myself to feel how I feel, regardless of how bad it hurts, how long it hurts. Allow myself to feel how I feel and being open and honest about those feelings. That's how I grow through it. But at the time, um, I didn't foresee because when you are feeling how you feel, sometimes you don't see the other side, you know. And so I was stuck for a moment. Where there's a will, there's a way. Quite literally, Will Tidwell, a younger gentleman. I, wasn't, I, wish, and I, I wish I didn't have this big heart. People just do nothing but hurt. Anybody can dream the dream. Anybody can have a goal, but see. You want to be a neighborhood hero. You just keep shining, young king. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Will. Hold on, first. First, I got to do a quick prayer. I get excited. I get beside myself, okay? Uh, just real quick. So, um, just God, man, we just come to you thanking you for another day of life. And all that you do for us day in, day out. God, you're always so good to us. You're always so merciful and always making sure that we're taken care of. And we just want to say thank you for that. God, I said you can just be in this space today, man, and give us the conviction and the power and the direction um, that we can pour life into the ones that are going to listen to this, the young girls, the children, the parents, um, the supporters of these platforms, God. Because we're everything with you, man, and we're nothing without you. So we need you now more than ever. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, I'm ready. I'm sorry. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Will Z to Will Speak Up Z. And you are now tuned in to another episode of Speak Up Z, the podcast. Man, the podcast where we talk about real things, sometimes are real people. Everything from life to business to youth mentorship, community outreach, and everything else in between. And as you can see, man, I, I got the pink. We got the aesthetic going on. I got a very, very special guest, uh, guest with me today, man. Um, because for you that didn't know, um, before the speaking, before the, you know, the viral videos, community outreach and youth was the foundation that played a very big part of my life. Um, man, I love to serve. I love to give back. I love the youth mentorship piece. And so that's why this, this interview here today makes so much sense because this is one of the top um, youth organizations, particularly for young girls in the state of Arkansas, um, all owned by a black woman. And I think that's the most amazing part. Um, so, Kissy, how you doing today? I'm good. Good, Thank good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the show. We finally yes, got sure. it done. Yes, We've been yes. trying to do this, what, about three months? Something like that. Yeah. It's 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 all about timing, though. Absolutely. It's all about timing. So I don't want to force it. Um, it's we're here where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. How you doing today? Mental health wise, how you feeling? How everything been going? Oh, everything good. 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 Yes. Good. Good. This good. snow break was right on time. It was necessary. It was. And you know we're from Arkansas, so we don't get that a lot. We don't. But so, I, I ask for it. Absolutely. I said it's been a while. Guys. Absolutely. Can we get some. And they get it's mad when they be like, "We we need to have the machines to take care of this, so we can get." I'm like, "Well, actually, I like it that way." When they shut the whole city down, yes. it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's necessary. But for the people that don't know you, real quick, do you mind just giving them a quick synopsis of just who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing it, and maybe even a little bit of why you do it? Sure. You know, I'm a Kissy Brooks. Yes. Um, today actually makes 15 years. 15 years. Yes, of Ambitious Girl. Today. Today, That's January crazy. the 31st. That's crazy. I told so, you God don't have no make no mistake. He does not. Um, I do what I do because it was done for me, 100%. first and foremost. 100%. You know, I, I strongly believe in reaching back to pull forward. Yeah. Um, when I grew up in Forest City, Arkansas, I actually moved there from California. So that was a culture shock, yeah. you know, it was different. Um, growing up, 
in a new environment, trying to fit in, find my way, yeah. um, acting out, yeah, you course, know, and had women that mentored me, yeah. you know. My mother was a single mother, mm-hmm. and I'm a little biased, but I think that she's a phenomenal mom. But what I love the most about her is that she allowed other women to be a part of my village. Absolutely. You know, that's very important. And so for me, um, mentoring, teaching, empowering, it just comes natural yeah. because I love everything about growing. I yeah. love everything about seeing others grow. Yeah. And being able to be a part of the journey of so many young ladies and girls and young women, it is magic. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. It's um, it's magical. And I say that because not only do they grow, yeah. but I grow. Absolutely. You know, and I can't... Every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They have a lot to teach. Absolutely. If we allow them to teach us. Absolutely. Um, what I admire a great deal about this journey is seeing them grow yeah. to learn together, yeah. teach one another, yeah. but also uh, respect each other's differences. Absolutely. Understand that I'm different, but we can make a difference together. Absolutely. That is so powerful to me because um, our girls are exposed to so much that we were not Kids exposed in general. to up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they have so much that they see, so much that they take in, yeah. and all of it's not good, yeah. you know? And yeah. so to see them take time to say, I'm going to do better. I'm going to hold you accountable. It's like you're doing the we're right gonna thing. do better. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's yeah. that's a lot. Absolutely. And so you can't quit yeah. when you see that. You know, yeah. you have to keep going. That's so good. Is is ambitious girl building what you built, doing it for fifteen plus years. You know, some people say I always wanted to do this, but were you one of those people that always had this in mind? And obviously, you just kind of talked about where the inspiration came from doing it, such as your mother and your own mistakes and things of that nature. But is there a deeper root? That kind of like, what I like to call is, is there comes a time in your life when you're like, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. Can you re- like recollect, like, what was that moment for you when you was like, I can spend the rest of my life doing this? I can. Yeah. What was that moment for you? So, uh, for me, the moment that got me started and the reason I got started mm-hmm. was because when I was 15, yeah. I got into my so-called first relationship, okay. right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and this was the love of my life. We were going to get married. We were going to have children and all that. But um, two years into the relationship, he became physically abusive. And I went through... So young doing that. Yes. Was he 15 too? Actually, no. So he was... I was 15. He was 17. Okay. So he was a little bit older. He was older still as young to be so... Like on that level. Absolutely. That's crazy. So, you know, two years into the relationship was when it started. Right. So, you know, I'm already so-called in love. I'm thinking I can change him. You know, we can make this work. Right. And so I graduated high school. Right. That's how I ended up in Little Rock at Philander. Right. Now, I'm thinking to myself, um, again, I can change her. I'm not going to tell my family what's going on because I got this. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, my self-esteem, my confidence, all of that was just, it was broken. Yeah. Because of what I was going through. I was ashamed. You know, I wasn't talking about it because I was embarrassed. Absolutely. And so after getting out of that relationship, um, there was another incident um, where he had attacked me. And I had to go to the doctor and, you know, file a police report, which was, again, very embarrassing. Because even though it was happening then, we didn't see it like we see it today in the public eye. So um, after going through that, I just had this burning desire to help other young ladies. But I was shy. You know, I was behind the scenes. And my purpose 
So I thought, because I had my whole life planned out, I was going to be a CPA, yeah. certified public accountant, yeah. open up my own business. So you're really good one. So you're a good numbers person, too. Yes. Hmm. That, was my, that was my journey. Yeah. And so after going through that and then coming out of it, it was like, I feel like I had this superpower and I had to help other young ladies, but I just didn't know where to start. Right. I didn't see it being done in this capacity. Right. I just, you know, mentor girls as I could in passing, girls I knew in my hometown, right. nothing Church, formal. stuff like that. Yes, Absolutely. you know, I'm a big sister. Absolutely. And so um, that led to me just feeling like it's something more that I have to do. Right. And I kept saying, oh, when I graduate, you know, from grad school, I'm going to start a program or I'm going to do some outreach and then it was oh when my son turns two and so I'm at a high school game and it seemed like every third to fourth young lady that walked by us was pregnant and these were teenage girls and one of my cousins laughed and said whatever you were talking about doing for these girls it's too late and I thought no Mm -hmm. it's not it's just the time is now and I remember going back to work (laughs) I shouldn't be sharing this, because right. I shouldn't have done this at work, but I did. What you do? I'm at work, and I'm pulling out the yellow book, mm-hmm. and I'm looking through. Yellow book? Ooh, what the year yellow book. The yellow book. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, what year this was this? was 2008. Gosh. Yeah, I'm pulling out the yellow book. That sounds so foreign. <laughs> that is crazy. I forgot we had those. Yeah, I know, right? So I'm pulling it out, and I'm looking up high schools in eastern Arkansas, yeah. because my um, goal was to open up or start a event in my hometown. Yeah. And so I'm looking up surrounding areas and mm-hmm. I'm picking up the phone, mm-hmm. calling principals and counselors. And I just simply said, hello, my name is Akissi Brooks. And on January 31st, 2009, I'm doing a girl talk at the Ford City Civic Center. And I would like to invite girls from your school. Um, because again, I was learning as I went. Absolutely. Um, that day got here and I thought, you know, 20, 30 girls would come. And my best friend, Runs into the room and says, Bestie, school bus is pulling up. And I thought, wow. Now, mind you, I aimed and set out to do this event, but I was still shy. Absolutely. And I thought, what am I going to do with all these girls? They got there. My tagline um, platform was Be Smart, Be Safe, Be Responsible. And I wanted to talk to them about three things the importance of education, awareness, and prevention of teen pregnancy, and teen domestic violence. Um, there was a young lady there that came one of my little cousins. All things that were critical and important to you. Absolutely. And part of your story. Part of my story yeah. and also part of theirs. Absolutely. Now, one thing that will always stick out to me about this particular event was there was a young lady there that attended with my cousin. Mm-hmm. And because I was talking about teen pregnancy prevention, yeah. she was a teen mom. And before they got to my mom's house for the event, because um, they rode with us, she said, I have to bring my son with me. Is that okay? And I said, sure. Her son was one years old at the time. And I thought, oh, I, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable okay. or out of place because I'm talking to them about teen pregnancy prevention. And I definitely don't want her to feel like she's less worthy or, you know, um, a bad person because of the decision she made. Because I know that that's how, you know, some people make them feel. Absolutely. And I talked to her beforehand about what I was going to share with the girls. Mm-hmm. And I and I told her, I said, I just want you to feel comfortable and I don't want you to feel offended. Right. And she said, oh, I don't. She said, if it's okay, I want to say something too. And I said, yes. So she got up there and she talked to them from a 15-year-old mother's point of view, and she shared some things with them that myself and no other adult in the room could. 
and they were able to receive it. And she told them one thing that I I remember forever yeah. is she said, don't make the decision that I made to take on the responsibility of an adult. She said, stay in those seats, y'all are sitting in. She said, because my parents, my family, they don't watch my son when I want them to. They watch him when they're available. So right. I can't just That's play real. games. I can't just, Ooh. you know, pick up and go. And I'm holding her son while she's speaking. And he started crying for her. And she said, this is a prime example of me having to be mom at all times. And they received everything that she shared. And at that moment, there's even a picture I have of me standing back looking at her like, wow. That's crazy. And I'm really admiring her selflessness, you know, her courage, um, Mm. her just wanting to share with them her authentic story so that they would be mindful moving forward of the choices that they made. Now, I thought this was going to be a one-time event. Right. And before it was over, they were asking when's the next one. And this was way, this is a way still. Well, I had it in 2009. 2009. Mm -hmm. I got you. And, um, I said, okay, we'll do it again next year. And it went from an annual event to a mentoring program. And now here we are. Now we're here in the space Mm -hmm. where you and these girls come often. Yes. They'll be here tomorrow. They'll be here tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Right. And, And so for the people that, again, don't know, what are some of the things that Ambitious Girls does with these young ladies? Like, what is a what does a typical day look like inside the avenue? What does that oh look my. like? Depends on the day, right? But one of the busy days. It's that definitely going to you know, be your favorite days. Full of conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, questions and answers. Mm-hmm. We do have our curriculum. Mm-hmm. We use um, very fond of One Circles Foundations curriculum, which is very great. We do what well, we have an Ambitious Girls class, mm-hmm. and it's a nine month program. Mm-hmm. We offer a spring session and a fall session. <clears throat> so girls are in classes and they range from sewing to sign language to um, foreign languages. They do dance camp. They also have their ambitious girls freestyle where <laughs> in a freestyle class is where a young lady gets to decide what the topic of the day is. I got you. Yeah, so are we I thought a- they was rapping. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> are we having a girl talk today? Yeah. You know, is, um, are we doing a Q&A with Mr. Kissy? So last Thursday when they were here, they got to ask me any and everything about what it was like growing up. Mm. From, did we have cell phones? Mm. To, did we have Chick-fil-A? Mm. To me pulling out Polaroid cameras oh, to wow. show them what that looked like. You had them looking confused, Absolutely. I know. Walking them through what it what it was to take pictures yeah. on a um, camera and mm. having to go to Walmart to get the, the film developed. And, you know, you're dropping it off on Thursday. You're picking it up on Tuesday. You don't know what the picture's going to look like. You can't use filters. You have no idea. You know, it is what it is. All of that to <laughs> letting them know that there was a time when internet was dial up. Yeah. You know, there was no Wi-Fi. Yeah. You know, you couldn't be on the phone and on the internet at the same time. No, you could not. Yes. <laughs> and so they were, to see their facial expressions and, you know, their eyes get big and see how things change um, is something. And so from that, I told them, because there's always going to be always. something if I was there. Always. So it was their, their writing prompt mm-hmm. in their Ambitious Girl Journal. And I told them, research what a candy bar cost 10 years ago. Write down what it costs today. Look up what the movie theater um, admission was. You remember the dollar movie? I do. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And, and, you know, just seeing how times change. Absolutely. And after that, they did their letter to my future self. Mm. So they wrote a letter to their future self. Yeah. And they don't know it, but in six months, I'll mail it to them. That's dope. Yes. That's so good.
That is so good. Based off of how you, the very first conference that you ever did, mm-hmm. again, it was shaped around your story. Right. You know, a lot of your, your own personal trials and tribulations mm-hmm. and things you dealt with, and you wanted to pour that into those young ladies. Yes. Have you come across any young lady or young ladies that reminds you of you or have a similar story to you or that has a story so impactful that you're like, that's just my baby. Mm. Like, is it, and you have, of course, we don't want to disclose their name or anything, right. but just maybe share a little bit of that, that yes. story or a little bit about them that oh really just goodness. sticks with you. So I've seen girls range from nine right. to 13 right. to 15 to seven. And it will remind me of myself, of some of my friends, yeah. you know, at that level, absolutely. Yeah. And it reminds me of when I was growing up and a mentor or a teacher would tell me, I see this in you, I see that in you. I get it. They really did see that because now I'm seeing the same thing in these young ladies. Absolutely. You know, I can see a young lady who's shy, but I can also um, see her growing into something greater. Absolutely. I can see the young lady that's second guessing herself, you know, that's trying to fit in, find her way, yeah. but also who has that burning desire yeah. to be greater. Yeah. But also not wanting to downplay or have others think that she thinks she's better than. Absolutely. And so um, when I see that and I recognize those things, yeah. then my mind gets to going on what kind of cra- a class can we create? To speak to those around. Yes. So, for instance, the loudest young lady in the room, right? Um, she's often told to be quiet, sit down somewhere. My thing is, why not teach her how to use her voice? If she already has the attention, it's okay that she's loud, but just use her. Teach her how to use her voice. If she has something to say, yeah. give her a platform to speak it. Absolutely. But turn it around and give her. Um, you know, some positive things to see. Absolutely. And that way, when all eyes are on her, they're learning something worthwhile. And something impactful coming out of her mouth. Absolutely. And what the, what does it do for her? Boosts her self-esteem up. Yes. It shows her that she matters. It yes. shows her that she's trustworthy. Yes. And it shows her that she's capable Absolutely. of doing great things. That's so good. Yes. Because being in that in that lane for so long, you know, I spent 10 years in it myself, you know, mm-hmm. just really heavy in that community, nonprofit world. And you start to see a lot of directors and owners of these nonprofits, they build the curriculums around what they want. Right. They build the curriculums around what they think is best. Mm-hmm. And I see with you, it's also about things that are just foundational. We got to learn these. But it's also, I noticed this in you. All right, let's, let's adapt something that yes. can pull that out of you. Yes. I think that's really, really cool. Yes. Because it's like, I want to make sure that when you leave here, you leave it better than what you came. Absolutely. It's not just about taking pictures saying, we did this cute thing today. No, we really trying to change you oh, or make you better, rather. And speaking of pictures, there are a lot of things yes. that never even make it. Absolutely. Because it's such page. in the moment. Right. And I never want them to feel like, well, I can't really give my whole absolutely 100% because I don't want this on camera. Absolutely. You know, I don't want this on video. And so um, that's important Absolutely. because, again, that's what creates that space. Yes. When we say that we want to create um, an avenue where girls mm-hmm. can just be girls. Yes. That's what that means. That's real. You know, I always say, because it's true, at school, they're classmates. At home, they're siblings. And even if they're an only child, they're still that daughter. But here, they just get to be the girl. They just to be them. With, with no limits. Their own indiv- even if they have a sibling here, they still get to have their own individuality. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's important. Good. That's so you know, good. That's important. What, what would you say? Now, now kind of getting into your, your director bag here. Mm-hmm. What would you say is one of the more challenging things about starting, mm-hmm. sustaining, and scaling mm-hmm. a nonprofit? Because 
so many people want to jump into this world because of the funding and you can get grants. And I'm like, if you, I tell people this all the time when we're writing grants for them or helping them with the with the marketing side, I'm like, if you want to start a nonprofit and attach it to something that's already making you money, cool. But if you want to start a nonprofit to make money, <laughs> you're in the wrong, wrong business. business. <laughs> you're in the wrong lane. So, so give them some of the reality of that. Like, what are some of the challenges that you have faced? You know, whether it be funding, mm-hmm. organizational wise, structure, mm-hmm. recruiting, yeah. team. Like, what are some of the things that you really remember early on, and maybe even now? Something that um, is unique about my story yeah. starting is that I knew nothing about grants or funding, yeah. and I thought that I was supposed to do all this out of pocket. So, like I said, yeah, real costly, real background cool. is accounting, so. <laughs> I would budget 12 months out of the year, my own paycheck, to put on an event. And like I told you, I started in Forest City. In my hometown, you could, at that time, you could rent the Civic Center, and it's still very affordable for all day for maybe $125. That's crazy. Yes. So you didn't have catering costs or anything. So I reached out to my aunties, my cousins, and, you know, the community to sponsor food. And that's how we put on Girl Talk. Now, when I moved... It over to Little Rock because after two years, the girls in Eastern Arkansas are saying, Miss, 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 you live in, Ar- in Little Rock. We want to come over there. We want to get away from Forest City. We want to get away from Wynn, from Earl, from Mariana. And I said, Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, it'll be easier actually because I live way here. easier. Well, Little Rock doesn't have the Civic Center. They do not. <laughs> we have Pulaski Tech. We have, um, you know, the event centers. Yeah. We have hotels. All of those have catering costs and AV costs, and they charge big deposits. And absolutely. absolutely. And so I'm feeding the girls, right? They're not paying for it because it's free. Yeah. And it was entirely greater. In Out of that budget you were saving for 12 months. <laughs> and so I thought, I'm doing a great thing. Absolutely. Of course, I can easily go out and get people to sponsor, you know, businesses and um Organizations, other organizations that want to partner, maybe. Yes. And I kept getting asked this one question. Yeah. Are you a five hundred one c three organization? And I thought, what is that? No, I'm not. I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I said, I gotta figure out what this five hundred one c three thing is. But Absolutely. in the meantime, the show must go on. Absolutely. So I made some adjustments, of course, and that was one of the the greater challenges because you have this vision. Yeah. You have things that you want to offer the girls. You have things that you want to give the girls. Yes. But you have to stick to your budget, yes. you know, and so um, that was frustrating. And I think sometimes our ambition mm-hmm. and what we want to give the kids or what we want to give the program gets bigger mm. than what we can actually deliver on at the moment. You, you said the word. You know what I mean? Ambition. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's a great thing to have. It is. But sometimes we can say, I want to serve X amount of people, but your budget, baby, only going to allow right. you to do a, a fraction of that and right that's now. that's what I had to do. Absolutely. So I was thinking, Little Rock, you know, we can serve 300 girls. Well, I had to scale back and yeah. say, we'll do 100 We'll do 100 for this year. I can afford 100. And, but... I'm going to get this 501c3 thing. And, and that's exactly what I was calling yes. it. 501c3 thing. Yes. And so after the first year um, of having it here in Little Rock, as I'm seeing the look on the girls' faces, because by now I was able to bring in a panel of ladies to talk about other topics that were very relevant to their growth and development. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I don't know it all. Um, I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And we're better together. And so as I'm looking through the audience, I'm seeing the looks on these young ladies' faces as the women were sharing certain things, 
and their looks are saying, oh my goodness, I needed that. Wow, she went through that? Wow, she gets it. Oh man, I gotta talk to her after this. That's so good. And so, again, I'm still shy, but- Hard to believe. I, I, <laughs> Hard to oh my goodness I wish I had a video to show you of this journey and how I really had to step out on the forefront and you know get out of my shell yeah. but again we're operating as girl talk right yeah. and so I get up there and I announce this was April 2011 I say in September we're starting a mentoring program now Kissy is saying what are you doing you don't know anything about starting a mentoring program. Um, you know you like to be more behind the scenes. Yes. But it was also that ambitious Akissi saying, it's only one day a year that you're doing this. Yes. It's 365 days in the year. Yes. They need more. And so That's the biggest thing for me. I always felt like yes. we're putting band-aids over, yes. pro- over, over these problems that are... That are Everlasting. Mm, I'm putting, seeing them light up yeah, in this absolutely. room. I'm seeing them come to they life. They need that every day they or all, more it. often. Yes. Absolutely. And so, again, I'm thinking back to when I was growing up. I didn't have it just one day yes. out of the year. Yes. And so, this is where the shift happens. Um, people that knew me to be very shy would always say, This is great that you're doing this. I can't believe you're doing this. And I would say, Me either, you know, but. It's ambitious, Akissi. You know, she's the one. She's fierce, bold, confident. She would go out on the forefront and get the job done. Akissi is more so saying, can we just go back to our job and just mind our business and just work behind this desk and not be on the forefront? And so as I started the mentoring program, um, I'm seeing more of what the girls need. I'm seeing more of... um, their goals and their abilities you know and how they have an effect on one another and so again I told you that a bulk of the money came from my job I shifted gears and I began working for another employer and they laid me off when they laid me off I was in the middle of playing the conference 2013 okay in the middle of the conference Yes. yes And by now I have the 501c3, right? Yes. But I still, because I didn't, I'm learning as I go, right? Yes. I still didn't step away from using my own money because, and this is one thing I want the people to know, just because you get the 501c3 status doesn't mean the grants. They're going to roll in. Absolutely. Because talk, because real quick, let's give, give them the short version of first what it takes to get the 501c3, mm-hmm. but then how long does it take? Typically, mm-hmm. before you start actually seeing yes. funding roll in. So, I applied for the 501c3 in, it, I believe it was May. Mm-hmm. I had the conference in April, so it was maybe May, June of 2011. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my 501c3 status until maybe July of 2012. Almost a year later. Yeah. Or a little over. A little over a year later. Like 14 months or something like that. Yes, it's crazy. Um, I remember getting my first grant December of 2012. It was $250 from the Walmart Foundation. Come on now. And I was so proud of that $250, you know. And so 2000, the following year, we began to really see an increase. But it was because we had a track record. So we were able to prove that we've done this work, um, we were successful in doing it, and we are going to continue doing it. Absolutely. So that's what it takes. Um, yes. People, 
unfortunately sometimes yes. have this idea that once they get the grants, it'll be something that'll take them off their job or the 501c3, it'll be something that'll take them off their job, which is possible. It's possible. But you have to do the work. Absolutely. There is no way around any of this Absolutely. without doing the work because that's what it's about. Yep. It's about the need yep. that um, is needed yes. and you fulfilling that need. And I always compare it to like this. If you go ask a friend, can you borrow some money? Which essentially what grant writing is. Mm-hmm. Can I borrow this or yes. can I have this? Yes. They're going to they're gonna be thinking, what type of reputation, mm. track record do yes. you have with me? Are you reliable enough to give me this money back? Or are you going to be a good steward of this? Sure. And it's essentially what these organizations and big brands and corporate sponsors want to know. Like, That's right. have you been doing the work? Mm-hmm. Have you been keeping up with the paperwork? Mm-hmm. Are you actually doing what you say you're doing? Yes. And are you being a good steward of the money that you've been awarded before? That's right. That's and a lot right. of people can't check those boxes That's up. That's absolutely right. Because as soon as they get the status, they think they can just, oh, I'm going to get a thousand. I'm going to get a oh, uh, $100,000 grant. And that is why I love to share the before story. Absolutely. Because people see this. And my biggest thing is I never want anybody to get discouraged yes. along their journey. That's not what we want to do. Right. You don't want to get discouraged and quit. No. Because you see where I am now hasn't always been this way. Yeah. You know, it took um, some work to get here. And it was worth it. It was worth the journey. Yeah. But um, in planning that conference, in the middle of the night, I'm thinking to myself, you got your own problems. You just got laid off from your job. And you are still planning this conference like you don't have a care in the world. And it was... That's just ambitious to kiss you taking over. And it hit me. That's the name. Because when I incorporated, I used ABH projects. And I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't the name for the organization. It's just that I needed something to move forward. Yeah, something branding-wise. Yes. So, yeah. But girl talk was so common. Yes. You know, I always have to explain, no, it's not that girl talk. It's not the magazine. No, we're not associated with the radio show. No. And so I said, it has to be a name for us. Yes. And at the time, ABH Projects was just my initials. Yes. And it wasn't about me. So I didn't really want the organization to be named after me. I wanted something where people would be able to identify and say, okay, this is for girls. They work with girls. They serve girls. And middle of the night, I laugh it off. Oh, this just ambitious kids taking over. And that's when God said, that's the name. That's the name. Ambitious Girls Inc. Because you're not the only one that's ambitious. No, you're not. All girls are ambitious and every girl's an ambitious girl. Regardless of what her ambition is, she's an ambitious girl. That's so good. So I hurry to the internet. I search (laughs) and make sure nobody has it. Yes. The next day, I can hardly sleep waiting on the Secretary of State to open so I could change that name. Yes. And not only are they graduating, but they're coming back and saying, Miss Akissi, I'm too old for the conference. Can I help? <laughs> and I mean, coming home from ASU, Philand- uh, not Philander, Pine Bluff, Conway, and saying, I'll come home that weekend and yes. help. Yes. So after two years of that, yes. in 2016, yes. we had the Ambitious Ambassador Program, That's so dope. which is now a full internship because they ended up meeting other young ladies who weren't necessarily ambitious girls, but wanted to be a part of the ambassador program. Absolutely. And that that lets you know that real impact was made Mm -hmm. when they were actually a part of the program. Mm -hmm. When they want to come back. When they want to come back, you know, in their free time. Without being forced to. Yes. That that said something. That said a lot. That lets you know. Yes. I think that really is a gauge of success of a program. I agree. In my personal Um, opinion. And it lets me know Number one, it proves it's definitely bigger than me. Yes. I love those reminders. 
and that um, the work must continue. Yes. And so seeing them come in and mentor yes. and teach and yes. empower yes. Um, and seeing these girls learn from them yes. and moving forward to 2018 where we had a young lady in the ninth grade um, and her mom, said, she said, she has something to share with you. And she told she said, no, I want you to tell. She said, no, you share it. She said, Mr. Kissy, I want to be a junior ambassador. Mind you, we didn't have a junior ambassador program. She made that up. So, she made it up. <laughs> thanks to her, we now have a junior ambassador She's program. the reason for that. She's the reason. That's now, this was 2018. Yes. Um, it didn't start until this year. We had our first junior ambassador program. Mm-hmm. And this is for 11th and 12th graders. Because what I've noticed in working with these girls is that by the time they get to 11th and 12th grade, they've been in school for years. Yes, they are. They've been in mentoring programs. Yes, they've they been in classes. They've been in workshops. They now have something to teach. Yes, they have. You know, they don't know it all. They live life. But they know everything that we don't know. Absolutely. And the reason why I point that out, why I say they don't know it all, is because that's something that, um, especially when I was growing up, girls were told a lot. Yes. Sit down somewhere. You don't know it all. Yes. You think you know it all. Yes. And it's my my outlook on that is, honestly, they do. What would you say is one of the biggest lessons these young girls have taught you? What is something that that you went home with that's on your heart that you like? Ooh, these girls something else. I would never forget, and I want to shout her out by name, (laughs) but I would never forget that she told me, she's going to know who she is if she sees this. She said, Miss Akissi, you don't have to be everything for everybody. You don't have to be perfect. It's okay. A teenage girl told you that. Yes. And I thought to myself, wow. And what did she see you doing for her to make you say, what, what were you guys talking about? I'm just going to be honest. At one point, I was the driver. Yeah. I was the program coordinator. I was creating the curriculums. I was doing it all. Yeah, which a lot of times we have to do in we the beginning. We have to. Absolutely. Um, and so I felt bad because at, at this particular time, there was a young lady that wanted to be in the program, but she didn't have transportation. And I, she, I guess she saw it waiting on me. She said, Miss Kiss, you can't do everything. And it's okay. And I thought, wow. Because I'm trying to make their homecoming games when they're on a homecoming court. And again, it was that reminder that she's right. And it makes us feel so bad when we can't. Because we really love these kids. Yes, that's right. But again, and that's why I personally took a step back from mentorship. Because you get so caught up in wanting to make sure that those children are okay, which is a great thing. We forget about us sometimes. That's right. And I can't be a great leader and a great mentor for you mm, if my life is starting to spiral out of control because I keep forgetting about me. Yes. Right? I and can't show up and be there for let you. Let me tell you the second part to that. Yeah. She invites me to this event. And this lady I will call by name. Yeah. You might even know her. Um, Lakiva Meadows. Yes. So Lakiva had a phenomenal. Tenacious and gracious. Yes. yes. The event, the lady shower. Yeah. I had never been. My mentee, the same mentee, calls me and says, there's an event that I want to invite you to. She didn't tell me the specifics about it. And she said, I already got your ticket. So I come to the event. It's the lady shower. Changed my life. Changed my life. A 14-year-old girl, one of my mentees, invited me to this event. Someone into you. Yes. Changed my life. Because she knew you needed that. Yes. 2016, I would never forget it. That's so good. I would never forget that. That's so good. And, oh my goodness, that day, 
in that place with everything I needed in that season. 100%. Yes. And so, have to shout out Lakiva because she is a phenomenal dope. woman. She loves amazing. what she does. Yes. Um, pours her whole heart into the work that she does. Yes. And um, she changed my life. That's as amazing. Well, so. Shout out Lakiva, mm-hmm. man. That's amazing. Yes. That's amazing. And you know, what would you say? I don't want to put this because. You go so hard for young ladies. Mm-hmm. And I come from that world where, I mean, my program was for both, but obviously I, I gravitated more towards the young men. Mm-hmm. Do you see there being a time where you bring on like a sector for the men and the young boys? Mm-hmm. Or, or can you talk about, do you, how important also it is mentorship, not only for the young ladies, but for the young boys? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a boy mom. Yes, right? absolutely. I always tell people I'm a, I'm a girl mentor, but yes. I'm a boy mom. Yes. So, so how does that dynamic work? There has been so many instances where I have talked to parents, and the first thing they would ask, well, the second thing after their daughter's been involved, or after they're communicating with me for the first time for their daughter, do you have anything for young men? Yes. Do you know of any programs for boys? Yes. Um, and I've been asked, you know, why I hadn't started one. Yeah. And I have to be, you know, very mindful that my lane is my lane. Absolutely. You know, and I know what I know. Absolutely. And I'm good at what I'm good at. Yeah. Now, I have partnered with the 100 Black Men of Greater Little Rock. Shout out to them. Yes. Mr. Harris yes, and all those good people. Yes. Yeah, Wendell. We did. Absolutely. We did. And me and Wendell worked very close together on the H2O summer camp that we did, co-ed camp. Yes. In 2021. Yes. Partnered with UALR, Central Arkansas Water. Um, and put on a week event for these young ladies and men. Yes, but in raising a young man who is now 17, I've seen a lot. Yeah, I (laughs) bet. I bet. With with the boys that I, even though I grew up with two brothers, I didn't realize, you know. It's different from that mother's point of view. Yes, yes, because as my brothers were growing up, so was I. But um, I've seen pretty much everything about my son and his growth. And so working with young ladies and growing up a girl and now a woman, I understand and I realize how important that co-ed mentorship is because it's great that we work with the young ladies. It's great that, you know, the young men have their programs and outlets. We need to bring them together. They need to know how to communicate with one another. You know, you can't communicate. And I tell my son this all the time. You can't talk to a young lady the way you talk to your, your friends. You know, it's it's different. different. You can't interact with a young lady the way that you interact, you know, with your homeboys, with your friends. Um, same thing with the with the young ladies. They need to understand that it's a certain way that you communicate, you know, with the young man because they're going to be in the workforce together. Yes. They are going to prayerfully, you know, be in marriages together, yes. raising families of their own together. Yes. So that dynamic of knowing to do life together now is important. Yes. You know, um, they go to school together. But while they're in school, they're just classmates. Yes. You know, they're learning in the same space. But they're not learning how to interact with one another, how to respect each other's differences. And it's just clash. Yes. 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 That's so, so good. That's why, for me, um, a long-term co-ed mentoring relationship is is something I'm praying on. And I, and I think and I think also that you're you're advocating for collaboration and partnership is a big thing too. Oh, yes. You know your lane and you're not trying to do it all. I'm just mm-hmm. going instead of me trying to do it all, let me just network and collaborate with yes. somebody that's already doing it. That's it. Which is what a lot of us miss here, especially you know where we're from. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. We, we miss that. We want to be everything, end all, be all. And sometimes it's, it's much better if we just come together and put our forces together. That's right. And I know that for some, it's not intentional. It's just you no, jump no. into this. And it's just like, ambition. I like do ambition. I've been there. Absolutely. And again, you have to take that step back to remember yeah. where you started, why you started. And first and foremost, what did God say? Absolutely. What did he say that your lane is? Absolutely. You know? And so then praying for others, like you said, the collaboration to work together for the bigger purpose. Yes. You know, because we can't do it all. We don't know it all. Yes. And we're not supposed to. No, we're know? not. Um, but we work better together. That's so For good. sure. And, and another thing that is so key is that when the young ladies and the young men see us working together... They get it firsthand. That's so good. Yes. Now navigating all the things you navigate. Mm-hmm. A lot of these young girls come to you with their problems, obviously, mm-hmm. which I'm sure the older girls come to you with their boy problems. Mm-hmm. How how do you navigate pouring into them and leading them when it comes to those subjects, mm-hmm. while also managing your own personal relationships mm-hmm. on an intimate level, a yes. friendship level, a business level? How do you balance all of that, but also at the same time? Make time for a kissy in the midst of all of that. Where I spend time with my loved ones or my mm-hmm. significant or whatever. Like, how do you balance those things? Ooh, that was something that I really had to learn to do. Yeah. Because at one point, ambition was taking over everything. Yeah. And so pink everything. Pink everything. <laughs> all about ambition. Absolutely. <laughs> and that was actually one of my hashtags. All about ambition. And so what that did was it made me lose track of who I was. I didn't mm. I couldn't even tell you what I like to do. Mm. Where I like to go. It was always, oh I like volunteer, I like mentoring. Yeah. And now it's pouring over into your personal absolutely. conversation. So when you're talking about it. Yes. Like, so, Dang, I need to be quiet about yes. this stuff. Yeah. And and so now to answer your question, I put me first. Unapologetically. What does that look like? What that looks like is taking time to just be a kissy. You know, I had to go out and do things to see what do I like? You know, where do I like to go? I had to understand that when I'm not working, because I had to set hours. That's the part where I was. Absolutely. My ambitious girl hours. And when I'm not on ambitious girl hours, that phone is on do not disturb. Yeah, leave me alone. Unapologetically. (laughs) Yes. Because again, I can't do it all for everybody. And that goes back to what she shared with me. I almost said her name. That goes back to what she shared with me. That reminder. (laughs) Yes. You can't do it all. Yes. You can't be everywhere for everybody. Yes. And it's okay. Yes. And staying firm to that because, like you said, we cannot pour from an empty cup. We cannot. So me, you know, I love. And when I say love time with my loved ones, that's what fills me up. Yes. Um, Outside of that. I love a day to just do nothing. To do nothing. And what's and that day of the week for you that you try to do that? Whatever day I want it to be, honestly. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Because Wednesday is the today. The, yeah. Or tomorrow. That's today. No, it's today. Yeah. That's why when you asked me how it's that, it was a light day. Absolutely. Because it's the middle of the week. Yeah. So Wednesdays are typically my days. That's good. You know, after I have an eight o'clock class, nine o'clock class. After that, that's pretty much my time. Yeah. Sunday. My day. That's my day. Yes. That's my now, day the well. weekend is mine as well, but yeah. of course, I have to get clean my fun, yes. and all that, yes. meal prep. Yes. Yes. But I'm very strict on my days. And then I look at the calendar. Yes. And when I'm scheduling these programs and yes. I'm scheduling these events, I yes. make sure that I leave gaps yes. for Kissy to just do life. 
Man, that's so good. And I, I, I want to ask you so many more things. I'm going to ask you two more questions and then we'll kind of start to wrap this thing up because I, I know me and you could talk all day long. I know yes, that. We can. Um, <laughs> you know, I want you to be thinking about this question. I always call this last this segment is called Food for Thought. Okay. So I want you to be thinking about this in the back of your mind while I ask you this other one. Okay. You, you mentioned being this shy girl. You mentioned being this one that battles between two personalities of who you are. Mm -hmm. The ambitious side of you and the one that doubts herself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Being who you are now, knowing there are a lot of young Akissis out there in this very that come in this very building, mm -hmm. what would you pour into them that, that God has put in your heart now? I want you to be thinking about that. Let that marinate. I'm gonna do a quick commercial while you while you sit down. Let that marinate. Okay. Man, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode, man. So if you're a small business owner um, or a young professional or somebody has a platform or just an overall creative and you need help from the marketing side, the communication side, the ghostwriting side, and why have you reach out to my team at Esquire Writing and Media? And we can take everything you need all in one stop, one stop shop from the marketing, the communication to the writing um, and so much more, man. So be sure to reach out to my team at speakupt.com slash Esquire. All right, y'all. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I had to pay a couple bills real quick. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so food for thought. What would you say to that younger Kissy? Mm, there's right? so much I would say. Yeah. But if I had to just choose what, what would to that keep be? it sweet and simple, yeah. it would be do what you love, love what you do. Life is precious. You're precious. Yes. God created you for a purpose greater than your doubts, greater than your insecurities. Be great. So good. That's it. Cut the camera off right there. That's it. And, and, and I see faith plays such an instrumental part of who you are. Yes. Where did that come from? And how does that navigate oh, you and the decisions mm. you make daily? Yes. So, we I miss her so much. But um, my grandmother Naomi, who passed last year, ninety six. Sorry about that. Um, you know, she at an early age instilled in me putting God on the forefront. Yes. I saw her live that life. Yes. So, um, for me, it wasn't the ambition that allowed me to do what I do. Yes. It was God. And from that, it's the, the God-bitches lifestyle that I live. Mm -hmm. And that is the ambition to live a life of purpose that God created me for. So, when I think of Obeying God, right? Yes, yes. Um, not doing what he told me to do yes. is pretty much like saying, I don't believe in you. I don't believe that you created me. I don't believe that mm -hmm. you love me. Mm -hmm. But saying my yes to God, mm -hmm. it's like saying, God, I obey you. Mm -hmm. I believe in you. I know that you created me. Even when be, it makes no sense. Even when it makes no sense. And so my lifestyle is based on prayer, you know, and... I journal. I keep track of my prayers and being able to go back and read from my doubts to my insecurities to my shortcomings, but then seeing how God worked it all out, that's what keeps me going. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. In the midst of everything that you've been through, things we didn't even get a chance to talk about, mm -hmm. was there ever a time that you lost your face? Was there ever a time when you question some things yes. you know what I mean how did you overcome that to get back here mm, that's a good question you know what I mean from the abuse uh, early on from the 
from uh, you know the things that we talked about off camera before. Like again, we didn't get to talk about all those things, and I'd rather you bring it up than me. But like you know, and I know. Mm-hmm. How how did you get from that to here? Well, that moment for me. Um, and I'm just going to be transparent, 100%. authentic, 100%, because it's the only way I know how to be. Um, I was married for 14 years. Yes. And a part of my identity was Mrs. Yes. And when I realized that I would no longer be Mrs. Yes. It was that that feeling of, wow, so my marriage is failing. And I've always been taught that a woman's first ministry is her home. Yes. So, you know, there were... The insecurities of well, if my marriage is failing, and I'm no longer able to succeed in this arena, yes, how will I succeed as somebody's leader? That's real. You know, absolutely. Um, how will I hold my head up high and continue this work when I failed at something that I just knew was going to work? Will work, yes. And so, I have this thing about allowing myself to feel how I feel. Regardless of how bad it hurts, yes. how long it hurts, yes. allow myself to feel how I feel and being open and honest about those feelings. Yes. That's how I grow through it. But at the time, um, I didn't foresee because when you are feeling how you feel, sometimes you don't see the other side, you know. And so I was stuck for a moment. But I had to go back to the source. I had to go back to God. And he was the one that reminded me. I created you and I identified you yes. before you were Mrs. You know, you were mine. You will always be mine. Always. And because you're mine, you're still purposed to do what I told you to do, wife or not. Yeah. And for me, it was, God, I trust you. Um, I don't see how I'm going to come out of this the same, but I trust you. And it was from there that, and this was during COVID. So for me, and I know this is a little, might sound a little selfish, but I feel like God shut the world down for me so that I could grow through what I needed to grow through behind the scenes because he knew that there was no other way that I was going to stop doing what I was doing. And I didn't have to worry about the guilt of not showing up when I didn't feel like it because there was no reason to show up because we were quarantined. So I was able to use that time to heal. Just to be. Yes, unapologetically. Um, uninterrupted, just heal. Yes. And of course, in going through something like that, not only did I go through, you know, the change from the divorce, my son did too. So as I'm figuring out, you know, what this new wave of life looks like for me, I'm having to help him figure it out. I'm having to help him through his emotions. And that was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in my life. When the mentor no longer <laughs> yes. could be the mentor. That's right. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. And there is no curriculum. I don't even know how to do that. I how had. do I do this? Yes. I can talk was, to young girls all day, oh but this goodness. boy in my own house. Oh, wow. Yes. And we got through it. And, you know, we, we got through it. And this is a result of that. Absolutely. So I opened up April 25th, 2021, because 2022 was that time where I was able to heal personally. And healing is a beautiful thing absolutely you know because when you come out of what you've come out of yeah. um especially when you come out of it with god yes he's already prepared you yes um qualified you for what what's next yes but now you're ready to go into a full force and so when i was able to get this space i prayed for i was really ready for it yeah. you know and so 
for me, could you have been through everything you needed to be? That's right. And so, of course, life still happens. Of course. But when it happens, it's always that reminder of going back again to the source because the situations change, the experiences change. Um, but God is always the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, I promise this is the last question. I promise because <laughs> it, it just makes me think of so many things. You're you're a boss. Like you you have built successfully. And I, I say I say um private, but obviously because a lot of these nonprofits they have big boards and they have all this, but like you've privately built one of the, the larger nonprofits in Arkansas. Like a lot of people are aware of this brand. How do you navigate your personal relationships now after going through a divorce, after right, dealing with some of the things you dealt with in previous relationships before that? How do you balance, like, I'm a boss, I am who I am, versus when you're trying to get to know someone or you're dating? How do you deal with that whole thing? So, I I have to share this. Yes. And we'll leave it there. I have always let it be known that I'm not a boss. (laughs) Okay. I'm just just ambitious to kiss me. But behind the ambition, it's just a kissy. Yes. And that's who I show up as. Yes. And that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's very easy for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm able to separate the two. Does that intimidate men at all whenever they hear your resume? Uh, to be honest, I have not dated. Really? If that makes sense. Only one person. Really? One In person. that three year span or so? Four. Mm-hmm. Four year span. Yep. Wow. One person. Do you think part of that was God? I do. Yeah. I, I really do. When I, I really mentioned the other day, she said she felt like after she came out of her situation, God almost put like this bubble around her mm. where men weren't even trying to talk to her. Yes. She didn't look at a man in that yes. way. She was just about a business. Mm. That was me. She felt like that's what that's what he he almost put this protective shield around yes. her so she couldn't get distracted anymore. You know, it's I resonate with that because for me, and <laughs> I laugh at it now, learns with me honest again because it's all I know to do. I for years I kept my name as my married name because I didn't want to be approached, you know. There were times where I would still wear that wedding ring because if people didn't know, you know, there would be they no approach. Know. And so that was easier for me, but then it was a kissy. Own everything. Move forward. Yeah, just move forward. That's so cool. And when I did that, um, I wasn't approached, one, because I wasn't out to be approached, yeah, you, you know? Yeah, you so house. it was, I was doing things, but it was more so climbing Pinnacle Mountain, you know, doing a lot with my family. Yeah, you went at the club. No, yeah, so, that, you know, yeah, and so, yeah, for, sure. um, for me, it was that bubble of protection as well. Yeah. And I kind of placed myself there in a, in a sense as well, because God doesn't want us to just, you know, be off to ourselves yeah. and yeah. forever, right? Absolutely. But I told myself that I was going to be with myself forever. Yeah. Sounds foolish, I know. But that was just something I said. Part of having the hill. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, being open, you know, to dating, it came in a time where I was really ready for that. Because, again, I hadn't been a Kissy Brooks since I was 20 years old. So, I had to get to know who this woman is all over all again. Because she's no longer Mrs. Anymore. That's right. That's right. And yeah. so, I'm glad that I did that because in doing that and be, and knowing who I am, yes. knowing what I want, yes. knowing what I like, knowing what I don't want, what I don't like, yes. um, it definitely makes the newness refreshing. That's so good. Yeah. And, and, I, and I just want to leave it right there because, again, I don't want, 
is there anything last second that you would like to tell the people before we get out of here? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want else you would like to share, or even just a plug on how they can connect with ambitious girls, yes. or um, you know, donate or anything along those lines? Anything you would like to leave them with? I do want to share because I know a lot of people are so used to ambitious girls that they don't even know that Ambitious Girl Avenue is a separate entity. Yes. So Ambitious Girl Avenue is actually the business side. Yes. So that is where the consulting and That's the, the speaking engagement. Side. Yes. And so... What we talked about at the beginning. you got to have that connection. Yeah. That, that's what helps fuel the nonprofit. 100%. Right? So I'm able to hire young ladies to work in the summer, even though they're able to serve Ambitious Girls as well. And so um, that's definitely one thing that I wanted to share. Um, for those out there that... You know, you have a dream or you have a goal or you have a vision and you don't know where to start. You feel like you have to have everything together. I always say, just start. You won't find all the answers in one day. We never do. But you take those steps and you stay purposeful. You stay grounded in the journey. You stay dedicated to the journey. Um, Everything that you need will come. But you do have to work for it. Um, ask the questions. Take the classes. Um, get out there and network. And put your best foot forward. And love what you do. Do what you love. Rachel, take care of yourself. That's right. I can't think of a better way to end it than that, man. Um, we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Speak Up Be The Podcast. The podcast where we talk about real things with real people. And I don't think this conversation um, can be any more real than what it got today. Um, man, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to like, subscribe to this video. Be sure to follow Ambitious Girls on all social media platforms. We'll have all the information in the website and all that good stuff in the bio for you guys to go and read more about. Um, but until next time, man, let's speak up to the podcast. Tell y'all. Peace. Hey, what's up? This is Will Z Tidwell with Speak Up Z. I just want to take a quick second just to thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Speak Up Z, the podcast. And my only goal with this platform is to motivate you, inspire you, and educate you around all things life, business, and mental health, whether it's myself or me bringing on a special guest. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. We don't ask for any type of monetary gains or anything like that. The best thing you could do for us is just like and subscribe to the channel. Until next week, we'll see y'all later. Peace.